Just say because we've gone back and forth, forth right. on this same same yeah. passage, and I've said the same thing just as quickly as Jeff did. I think a couple of times on a, a few other episodes. So I was just right. anyway. I know, go ahead. I know. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it all belongs. <laughs> Thoughts about yourself lately? <laughs> what? I'm glad you asked because I've had some negative thoughts about Jeff. Oh. Let's do it. I, hey, do really tell. quick off the top, I, I do want to say so you guys can keep us on track. I've got to talk about the book that I read a while ago briefly. The Bible? No. <laughs> briefly. And then Jeff wants to talk about a movie. And then we have to talk about the poll Truth Matters More Than People or Does It? Uh, which will be our main segment. This is like a show. We're doing a teaser right now, and then coming up after that, we, we've got um, a book giveaway. In 15 minutes after the hour, it's 72 degrees here in South Georgia. Uh, I had to write them down. Okay. But just words. All right, so negative thoughts. I don't have any negative thoughts about you, Jeff. I don't have any negative thoughts about you, Zach. Unless you keep doing the mouth noises we were doing in soundtrack. Let's not do that. Let's not. Okay. What if I just, like, moaned? <laughs> And that's enough. <laughs> We're all looking at each other like, okay, who's going to do the mouth noise first? That was a, that was a little too That's worse than too a real. mouth noise. <laughs> Welcome, John Fuller <laughs> listeners from Are You Real? So that episode, he did tag with an E. We earned an E rating because... Extraordinary? There yes. was an SH word in there. I said, I said shit. That you they did, did not again. bleep it, though. Which I, That's authentic. That's real. Mm. Would have been more real to eliminate it, Scott? I don't know. Um, what does real even mean? I don't even yeah, know. what does he mean by real? How important is real if that's what real I is? I cussed. I'm real. Yeah, exactly. Good. I like that, Jeff. I did some cussing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so you sound real. Like a parent. <laughs> Have you been smoking the pot? <laughs> Have you been doing that cussing things? <laughs> I can't be real unless I cuss. <laughs> what are the kids doing today? So. I'm not going to lie. It was. It was authentic because if it was you so to the liberating. Podcast, I, I almost did it. Inten- I had it in my head. Do it because we're gonna get some people that come over. I don't want people to think they're gonna get some clean theological podcast. They're gonna get a rough around the edges theological, heretical, heretical. Podcast. Really well, one of us, thirty-three percent of it is heresy. Oh, by the way, Scott, Jeff I'm sometimes. learning about this. I believe he is a heretic, but <laughs> let's continue. Is that a bad thing though? All right, never mind. Going to hell. We got a soundtrack. Yeah, other than going to hell, not really. Well, that just shit on everything. What happened? Podcast over. I don't know. We oh, we still talking. going? Yes. <laughs> we- <laughs> Jeff, I heard you've been doing the Netflix. I have. 
I do have a movie review. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Do say more. Okay. So I saw a movie. It's called Come Sunday, and it's a, based on a true story. This American Life produced it, and it was a, it, the movie was well done. It's about a pastor. Uh, I think he started back. The movie starts in 1998, but he's a pastor of this church that grows. Carlton? Yeah, Carlton Pearson. And as he says in the movie, uh, we got the blacks and the whites. I mean, we never thought this would happen. And he grows this this church, 6,000 in the congregation. Everything's great. And Is that a lot? And he, well, if you saw, I went afterwards and looked at real pictures um, from back in the day at their church. And it's massive. I mean, they're just filling the pews <laughs> to the ends of the earth at their church. And P-U-S-E, pews. Yeah. He, so it's a really good movie, but it made me think a lot about what Scott talks about because I really haven't heard much other than what Scott has said about what heresy is and 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 this talks about the contradictions that you talk about, Zach. And so I almost felt like this is this movie is right up our alley in terms of the conversations that happen because it's no, this is the path and and then there's no, let's just widen the gates a little bit. He deviates and make Oh, up. I think doesn't he just blow the whole gates open? That's not a great sentence, but Well, online when you look it up, it says the pastor who stopped believing in hell. Oh, so this is a black dude. Yes. Pastor of the black dude. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. And it's why, why like why do you say that? No, I saw I saw why? something on uh I saw something on the YouTubes uh about this pastor who uh, if I looked at your search history, would it be black dude, black dude pastor, black dude pastor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, precisely. Um, yeah. Sorry, keep. Going. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think saw, I saw him. I didn't know it was this guy. I didn't know it was a movie, but I did see a, a little short, brief interview with him. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So it's it's a good movie. It really makes you think about what the Bible is. Why. Jesus died on the cross, what the word is, why truth matters, and also why people focus only on certain parts of the Bible and certain verses in their comfort of coming to church. And we all believe in this, right? This is a nice day. Mm -hmm. These are the things we believe in. What did he just say? We can be sure about that what, this is the yeah, truth. Right. What did that man just say? Oh my gosh, what is happening? And then and it's just get him out. A bad fourth of July. Yeah. So are you talking like fireworks blowing uh, blowing off uh NFL like what lineman's you, what, you, yeah, what, you, what you didn't expect. I mean what you don't want as a pastor. You know, you just think this is gonna be amazing. I heard from God and and being honest about that, I heard from God, this is what he said, and I can't back away from this. And the 
um, I think his might be his mentor was Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, like he went there and he did well. And then he went off into the world and just did. Is that the popcorn guy? Great, great, great things. I believe that's Orville Redenbacher. Well, he had, he was on TV, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. He, I mean, he, successful, very program successful on TV, not just a large congregation. Right. Very successful. Successful TV program. And he's really um, enthusiastic. Um, some people would, might. Um, say uh, over the top, but it's good because it, it kind of reminds me of stuff I've seen from like a Baptist church, just kind of people jumping in or in the, under the circus tent when when they come into a city and they're doing a revival and it's it seemed like it was that type of church, but there's a lot of energy and I'm like I saw the pictures and videos from you know the real thing and that's the type of church it was and they were just packed and all types of people in the congregation and he was doing something that people gravitated towards. And, and then when he said what he said, which was, I don't think Jesus, Jesus, it's finished. Jesus did it. We don't need to accept that. I mean, we don't have to say, yes, uh, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and savior. It's already been done. You don't even need to do it. You don't have to. That's oh, what he. Oh, it's okay. already true about you, right? Exactly. And then he he quotes um, John Stockton. Yeah, John basketball yeah, player. John one. John Prolific. one two. Oh, and I Bible. Th- sorry. I believe, beer. I believe John, John one two. Um, at the end of that verse, it says um, he he died for everybody in the world, everyone. And when then when you look at Romans ten nine. It it says, and let me let me read it. Yeah, Romans ten nine is if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And um, back in John, uh, was it John one two doesn't? Oh, sorry, 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 wrong. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word no. was with God, and the Word was God. And John three sixteen. No. John seventeen six. No, I might have. John. I might have miss. I might have missed. Um, John four. Hey guys, we are we're putting the Bible back in podcasting. <laughs> I want the listener to know, for all your biblical yeah. needs, we are literally saying Bible verses. Just the <laughs> verses. Are there just even the <laughs> verse references? Is there seventeen? Verses in John. I'm sorry. Pa- pastors? I would say there or are 13 chapters or pastors. <laughs> I think so. John goes to. Oh, the. Um, All right. Here first go. John. No, first, one, two, three. Not. Okay. Sorry. First John. You know, not the. <laughs> sorry. Same author. Not. I think. Not the. Gospel. Thank you. Uh, so. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. And so he takes that and runs with it. Yeah. And he he found other verses that backed that up in uh, Corinthians and in the movie he's mentioning. I, mean, I didn't throw those out there, but I'm Romans. I'm, there's a few. But then he then he goes. There's these contradictions. 
Well, then that's just the end of it. Yeah. People don't want that uncertainty. They came to church for comfort and just a nice day. I'm doing the right thing. And this is what I believe in. Don't make me question. So over, anything. overall, realizing that there's several uh, rabbit holes we're stepping over yes. here. Um, it, somebody like Scott, who would have a lot to say regarding what where Carlton was at or where he is at. Cause I, th- I'm pretty sure he's just a total universal Christian universalist like out. Well, he runs a church now called old or all, sorry, all souls Unitarian. So church. that's full bore. I mean, so yeah, maybe he's even beyond Christian universal regardless. I don't, I don't know enough about that. Google it folks, but somebody like Scott who would have a lot, to come back at him, to challenge him on somebody like Scott going to like this movie, get, get something out of it. Enjoy yes. it. Yeah. Yes. It, depending on, doesn't matter what side you're on, you're going to find it. That's in, what I heard too. You're going to find it intriguing. And what I've said is just, I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg. There's just the tip. There's a whole lot of, I'm 12. <laughs> there's a whole lot. What are you talking about? The iceberg. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, Jeff. <laughs> That's what he calls it. Hey, there's, Scott, there's a lot. It's good. Scott, when you shake your head at me, it, it has an impact. And if people were in the room, they could see it. It's entertaining. It's part of the entertainment. It's so tough for them. Can you just like say SMH or something? Just say it. Just say the initials of what you're doing. What? So we know. So the listener knows that sometimes I say things. Sometimes Scott says something. Even Jeff will say things. What does SMH stand for? Shaking my head. Oh, sorry. <laughs> really? Hashtag SMH. What What do you think, myself. Scott? SMHing all over all myself. All over yourself. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> it is. It It is funny, and I noticed that when we have a guest on Skype, we all do this. Something happens that warrants a little bit of a giggle, but none of us giggle. We all just kind of silently <laughs> smile, <laughs> and it's like it would probably add to the show if we would just laugh. And have that happen. That's what I'm thinking with your shaking your head. Because you did it in a kind of a comical way. Like, I can't believe. Here goes Zach again. It's like, <laughs> it's our relationship we have, you know. Everybody knows about it, but nobody sees it. It's a shame. Come on down to Southern California. Come on down. All right. Good okay, review. So, yeah. Uh, now, is what? there, did you ha- have something, did you get something out of it besides Sorry. the theological aspect? Or, I mean. Did I get. So I a good movie in general. It is a good movie in general. I it was uh, as my eight year old would say, it was satisfying. Satisfying. What would your youngest say? Mm. Poop. <laughs> you know, it's funny you, you should mention that. that. That's the word I had in mind. <laughs> Today, my five year old pooped at kindergarten. Nice. And just I went to pick him up. Was it the school he goes to? Or yeah. yeah. A- <laughs> he just goes <laughs> randomly just under up. other campuses. Like, I'm going <laughs> to pop a squat Show right here, them. buddy. No, the, I go to, I go with my wife to pick up my son and she's like, you, you could go get him if you want or he'll, they'll just walk him out here. I'm like, ah, I'll go get him. I like going up, she already knew. up to the classroom. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I walk, I walk up there and, I, the, they're lined up outside, and I, then I see Caleb. He's going to the back of the line, and and I'm like, "Hey, Caleb, let's go!" And he looks at me, and 
I'm about to grab his hand, and I, I smell something. I'm like, what? Oh, gosh, some, one of these kids. <laughs> Man, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I keep walking. I'm like, that smell is still <laughs> happening. Okay, get in the car. And my wife goes, Caleb, did you poop your pants? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it is him. I'm just thinking this to myself. You know, I don't want to hurt his self-esteem. And he looks at both of us with a grin. That's not true. He looks at both of us with a grin. He's like, mm-hmm. And we get home. It's like peanut butter everywhere. I mean, it was horrible. It was just sticky, just... There was so much. He, he was just sitting there with a smile on his face in the car. Tony's like, are you sitting? Is it just a little thing? And I'm looking at him, and I'm, I can smell. I'm like, that is no little thing. <laughs> She's taking off his pants in the bathtub, and I'm like, oh, oh gosh. No, no, no. We can't dump this all in the bathtub. It's going to like clog. It's so. It's like, it's like paste or oh, it's a hor- it's gonna, Oh, yeah. yes. It was horrible. It was horrible. And we get him cleaned up, and that was. That was great, but that wasn't as great as the week before. <laughs> that wasn't as great as the week before. We ran Ragnar, and as we're so Ragnar, we're it's a race. Uh, I'm wondering if this has hold to do with the movie. Hold on, ahead. 200, 200 mile race. The movie's done. My wife comes in. She's one of the runners, and it's just oh god. It, it's do you have her permission? Of poop. And, do and, you have her permission? And it is. Do you have her permission? She pooped her pants. <laughs> <laughs> while running. <laughs> you guys make sure you laugh into the uh, microphone. <laughs> no, away. Just as long as you're laughing audibly. Like, go, go over go, <laughs> Oh, goodness. Scott, SMH. You didn't say it. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't Hashtag SMH. Do you have her permission? Anyway. Am I, am I editing hey, it out? It runs in the family. Hey, can oh. you? Can you? <laughs> Zach, Wait, hey. can you Facebook her and ask yeah. her if... Uh, if, uh, if we have permission to, I need more beer. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm sorry, people. I'm leaving that in. That's on you. It's your marriage. You're running poop on you. That's yeah. That's your marriage. I'm leaving that in the podcast. And mm. Unless I get signed in her blood. My wife keeps telling everybody. So so it's fine. I'm pouring the award-winning. What is this? Yeah, that's good. That's, good. that's a grapefruit IPA from Aftershock, Aftershock Brewing Company. Paradisi. All right, beer. Hey, 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 hey! Over here, over here. Jeff just put his mouth on it. Yeah. Ooh. Jeff, come on, Jeff. You it's know what? The Paradisi. Most grapefruit IPAs. This is more than five words. Apologies, people. Okay, here's five words. A citrus malt punch to your throat tasters. Seven words. Okay. No, it's... Okay. It's, We're not doing very well. It's not as clean. Maybe it's sculpting. It's slightly warm. So maybe that's... The malt is coming out more. The flavor. That's amazing. Which is a thing. Thank you. <clears throat> but the grapefruit is not overwhelming, but there's more malt base than a lot of these IPAs. Yeah. If that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, a little more sense. malty. It is enjoyable. It could be a little bit colder, but we brought it up closed when we started this podcast. We had full pint glasses of Artifacts Fake Brews. Okay, and I'll do my little thing. five-word review on, what is it? Fake Brews. It's Artifacts. Fake Brews. Fake Brews. Do a Trump voice. Do a Trump voice. Does the side count? It's citrus 
a hoppy, sweet and tasty. It, done. That was six. With a done. Citrus, <clears throat> hoppy, sweet and tasty. You're right. Yeah. I'm, I have a learning disability. I had to count. No. I know. <clears throat> Artifacts is doing it. Doing it, doing it right for me. I mean, are you? Do you agree with me, Scott? The artifacts is brewing beer. (laughs) They are. They are doing (laughs) allegedly. Allegedly, that's the news. Maybe it's fake brews. I think I get the no name. I get the no name over at Ballpark Pizza, and I love that. By artifacts, yes. People might have just thought you forgot what it was called. That's okay. Guys, we're doing comedy tonight. Tell you what. Man, we are on it. All right, I got to talk about a book. Click. Book. We need a book review jingle. Everybody just hung S- up. Send <clears> one <throat> in. Can you hang up on them? No, this will be quick. We're not going to make it like the the violent Bible, non-violent Bible. Why not? Well, but because God's not violent. This is way late. So if for some that? reason, the people who run Speakeasy, forgive me. This is like a month later than it should have been. You're supposed to do it within 30 days. I am way late. But I'm doing it. I'm a man of my word. Heatonism. Terry Heaton wrote a book called The Gospel Self, How Jesus Joined the GOP. And he is the former former executive producer of the Christian television news magazine show, The 700 Club, Hmm. where he assisted Pat Robertson in his run for president in 1988. And that was the run that that Pat Robertson said, God... Or Todd, God told him that he was going to win, hmm? that he should run. He's going to win. He was going against the vice president. Bush is more powerful than God. Um, well, certainly George that, Bush. That Bush, H. Dub, mm-hmm. Herbert Walker, Texas Ranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, this book is about his journey through that and how he left. So, it's it's interesting. It's not, when I read it, I thought I was going to get somebody who had changed his faith, who became disillusioned through his experience with that program, and was going to shit all over it. Now, when you say you thought you were going to get that. That was my presupposition. Your hope? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. I just want a good story. I love, I love you, Scott. I just, you were hope. I just, I, I was hearing you were hoping for that, but no, no, if no, no, not, no. that's fine. I, okay, I see where you're going. I wasn't hoping for it. I think I assumed it. My interest was piqued because I like to hear from history to politics to religion to preachers. I like to hear the behind the scenes stuff. I like to hear what's actually true because a lot of times what you hear on the news or what a politician tells you. Or when a preacher gets in trouble for something and he spouts out a bunch of Christianese, there's a lot more going on under the hood. So in that sense, I was hoping and looking for not slander or anything, but just an honest recounting or at least a recounting that then I could think critically about. Okay. And that's what it is. But he doesn't, he's balanced. He doesn't crap I don't know why I cleaned it up this time, but he doesn't crap on hmm. the ministry. There, There is stuff that will feed. There's a little bit of chum in the water for the sharks that want to get some juiciness, but it's never like he's bitter. He's 
over the top fair, almost in a way that makes me feel like his experience, like he's not being totally honest. Now, I'll take his word for it, but his his journey hashtag sm what is it SM, SMH. smdb he comes out of the seven he's there for a few years he's running things basically and some of the things he talks about and how they went i'd be super bitter and i wouldn't drop a like a lot of clichés or christianese about how it went but he's very gracious coming out of that and you can tell he's hurt but he doesn't get brutal in how he's hurt and, and how he thinks about people. You know what I mean? But it was interesting to, f- to find things out about Pat Robertson that you don't know. Like there's a little more of a human side and how you could see how Pat got into politics because his father was a politician. I think his father was a Democrat. Yes. On my notes, it says that. Uh, he was a groomed political animal to follow in his father's footsteps. And his father was a career conservative Democrat, Absalom Willis Robertson. Absalom. Wow. That's serious. That's old-timey. Anyways, but it was a smooth read. It goes quickly. If you're interested in it, I say get it and and read it because there's there is good information but if you're looking for a bloodbath where he tears apart a conservative or organization you're not going to quite get that there'll be enough to feed on in like uh see that there this is why so actually sorry reboot he does tie into Trump and how they laid the groundwork for evangelicals voting for Trump and following a guy like that which is interesting. Hmm. So that's kind of where he starts it and finishes it, where he ties it in. Like we set the table, got Christians motivated politically in a way they weren't before that led to somebody like Trump getting a large portion of evangelical voters. That's like 25 years later. Right. And it, that aspect of it does 29 years later. Good grief. That aspect Clinton twice, Bush twice. Can you say Clinton? Clinton. When you say it like that, can you say Clinton? Clinton. I okay. I don't. That's understand. fine. I guess. Clint. Clint. Clinton. Clint. 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 Bill. Okay, we're changing. Bill Clinton. You. You're half minority, but you're you're abusing that. Guillermo Clinton. He's French. All right. I have a quote that I wanted to share. Oh, interesting things. So things you forget about, you hear. Pat, when the Supreme Court, he prayed when the abortion thing happened. He prayed that he asked everyone, including the audience, to pray with him that God remove the Supreme Court justices who voted against prayer. Oh, the school prayer, not abortion. School prayer, removing that from schools. He asked that God remove them from office, even if it included their deaths. So you will get those types of quotes that, you know, if you're in favor of somebody like Pat Robertson, you're going to find a way to understand it and and defend it. But if not, you'll... it, It is a little chummy, but he's not presenting it and bagging on it. He's just like, this is what happened. Here's the quote 
This quote is from Pat Robertson, and it is what everybody is doing right now. And this is, so dare I say, Pat was a prophet. We don't necessarily have to prevent everything as a crisis, but it's impossible to make a change when everybody feels good about existing circumstances. Oh, yeah. Boom. That right there, and they took advantage of that. Basically, they used fear, and everybody's doing it right now. Pick your group. They're not going to say, well, look at this. Look at these positive things. We're making progress. There is reconciliation and justice Black happening. Black president. <laughs> Statement of fact. Are we just saying words now? <laughs> well, Clinton... Bill Clinton was the first one. He was the president. first one. So yeah. thank you, Scott. Anyways. Anyways, we'll talk about that later when we talk about slippery slopes, which which is coming up on the next. But basically, probably not. But basically, <laughs> whether there's a crisis or not, you can't fundraise. A big thing was the fundraising. If people aren't afraid and they don't have a clear enemy and a clear directive from who they're following... White power. You Now that's your enemy. That's good, Jeff. White power is your enemy. Right? Is that what you're saying? That's progress. I like it. All right. Whenever you're ready, just say two other words. <laughs> <laughs> but I, this, is, this is key. Apartheid. This is my editorial note. So, anyways, pick up the book. It's an interesting read. It goes quick. I did enjoy it. He's he's not shitting on his former boss. He's very, he, he handles it very well and respectfully. And I will admit, more respectfully than I wanted him to. But there were nuggets, the fundraising, the money they raised. Oh my God, the things that Pat Robertson would say that he heard from God that turned out to be false. These are all lessons we can learn from as Christians. On when to say and when not to say and what's from God, what's not. So all that stuff is very interesting. Um, but it reminds me of somebody who is the Democrat, and it's not just a Democrat thing, it's a Republican thing too, and never let a good crisis go to waste. If you don't have fear, you can't drive either sales, you can't drive advertising. Rahm Emanuel? Chris the, Christie? Yeah. I think it was Rahm It was someone in Obama. Oh, this is way back. Well, there was... In, 2009 or something. Anyways, fear. Right now, editorial note, most crises that seem like they're 100 on a scale of 1 to 10 are not. You're being played. Just dial back that fear and try to think clearly and critically and whatnot. All right, so that's it. I'll just wrap that up there. No, it's good. Disclosure of material connection. I received this book free from the author and our publisher through the Speakeasy Blogging Book Review Network. I was not required to give a positive review. The opinions I have expressed are my own. I am disclosing this in accordance with the Federal Trade Commission 16 CFR Part 255. And you, yeah, your review was, I would say, smack dab in the middle. You're kind of disappointed, kind of glad. Just riding that fence. Right, you know, just... Shaking my head. <laughs> feedback, feedback. Now it's time to do some feedback. feedback. All right, can we get? Can, speaking of fences, can we get that? Get on that pole. Actually, two poles specifically. We took 
polls. Yes. Social media polls. Yes. Which one of us? Big time polls. Which Big. one of us is on the poll first? Um, no, not me. Well, I don't think I was. I don't think, I think technically Scott's on the poll. I came late. I was. Because oh. okay. Scott. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. <laughs> at yourself. Shaking my head at self. S-M-H-A-S. <laughs> it's so stupid. All right. <clears throat> One of us Man. is a school teacher. <laughs> okay. Did you post the you post your poll on Facebook? <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> You're priceless. You say the things that are priceless. And then you, the subtle thing of just pushing the microphone away from your face <laughs> and like laying, but like sitting back with your arms over your head, taking a big sigh, like nailed it. <clears throat> it's so good. Tee it up and Scott will knock it out of the ballpark. Man, I just like, you know. No, I don't know. Just put it right in there. Okay, so we have Facebook and Twitter polls. Scott, you said two episodes ago, it was kind of a one-off comment that um, we didn't really spend a lot of time on, but Nathan Miller West tweeted at us and said, um, truth matters more than people? Truth matters more question than people, mark? question mark. Hashtag Scottisms, hashtag things that make you go, um, or something like that. But we didn't really flesh it out, and um, so I took a poll, and we did get some interesting feedback. Can I first caveat say to Nathan Miller West with a lisp? Thank you for listening, and thank you for listening to what I say. I man, I appreciate that. Do you feel heard? I feel heard, not necessarily not necessarily understood, but heard, definitely heard. You heard me. You didn't understand me. So, uh, Digital Adam on Twitter, at the Digital Adam. When you see digital with Adam together, that's a lot of A's and L's back to back to back. I'm like, Digital Adam on Twitter said, the guys over at Bros Bibles Beer ran a poll on their Facebook page. I was shocked by the results. Sure, there wasn't a lot of context to the question, which I assume was intentional. Zach does, does that, yeah. Correct. But, sh- but shocked nonetheless. But shocked nonetheless, I was in the hashtag truth camp. Oh, thank you, Digital. Mr. Digital. So on that, that was 75%. Okay, the, the question on Twitter. No, this was Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, not Twitter. We're on Facebook. Oh, thank God. <sighs> I'm confused because Digital Adam tweeted it and he took a screenshot. That takes time. Thanks, Dig. Uh, Truth matters more than people said on a recent episode and went relatively unaddressed. Do you agree or disagree with the statement? 75% said truth does not matter more than people. Hmm. 25% said yes. Wow. That's not not too shabby. Scott, what do you think? Does truth matter more than people? 
I'd have to I'd have to talk to the person that's that made the statement. Okay. Um, I'll get back to you. Talk well, to yourself. Well, yeah. before we get into us breaking this down, let's read a few comments from that Facebook poll. Um, Chelsea Brandon Black. Hi, Chelsea. Oh, she's been on the cast, hasn't she? Yes, she has with her husband, Philip Black. Wow, it's been a long Black. time. Hi, Philip. Oh, that Black. We're Hi, getting old. Philip. Okay. She said, taken out of context, that's a hard statement to rule as true or false. Agreed. Thank you for the analysis. It's and, good. Yeah, and I said I I agree. Um, and she said, as someone with a with the brain of a legislator, I've not seen that. So you I can't see her brain. It. I can't confirm it or deny it. Truth is more important than a person's opinion. Facts outweigh feelings. Of course, people matter, which is we must always search for the truth, which is why we must always search for the truth. And then uh, Kendall Juliet Nadeau, who's in the running for <laughs> winning the book. Stay tuned for that. Uh-oh. Uh, he posted an article by uh, RZIM. Your boy, Rabbi Zacharias. Love Robbie. Uh, Why Truth Matters. Actually, I think it's a podcast. Thank you for that. Mark Sorrentino. I generally tend towards truth and am often labeled an asshole. Scott agrees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're probably on the same same uh, s- seat there, so to speak. Yeah. Um, Rob Boyland. Are you saying that right? Boyland? Yeah, go, go ahead. Go with that. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Continue. This is really turned into a... a relationship always trumps religion, truth, etc. That's why Jesus said, love God and love others. That goes first. I'm sorry, what did what did he say? What did Jesus say? always no, trumps... What, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? That's why Jesus said, love God and love others. That, what is, that, that goes first. Jesus, Jesus said something. Love God and love others. And we're supposed to... Follow what yeah. Jesus said. This is slow mo okay. passive aggressive. Brought to you by Scott. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> Why would you be labeled an asshole, Scott? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Bill Wirtz. What up, Billy? The truth is people matter. I like that. I like that. And lame. Thanks <laughs> for listening, Bill. <laughs> and Jimmy Pagini. Oh, man. Jimmy you know, Pagini. I he I, said I can't answer yes or no. I appreciate that, Jimmy. It's a it's it's wait because you don't know you don't necessarily was that all the feedback? The uh, that was for, for Facebook. We're gonna go to Twitter. Oh, okay, now. because there was a good one on, on the twit. The twits. Thanks, Jimmy. Up in Fresno, Central Valley. That is a one college down there. Well, they, Twitter. They've got a couple. Twitter said um, it's Fresno and. Fresno State. Fresno State, Fresno City. I gave a little more context. (laughs) Well, actually zero more context, but another option, a third way, if you will. Truth matters more than people on Twitter, at Bros Bibles Beer. 24% said yes. 44% said no. 32% said sometimes. Oh, Twitter is more in line with scoots than... Yeah, but Facebook. you gave more options. I did give more. I did more <laughs> options. I gave. What at that? Because in the future, it may rebivit it for us. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. All right, Anyhow. so they had another option. Right. So Facebook didn't have. You didn't. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So did you go back and listen to it, Scott? I did. 
I did. I did. It, it takes a poll to get me to, to pay attention. Takes a poll, no poll. <laughs> so, with that being said, uh-huh. and, and received, uh-huh. what do you think about truth matters more than people? What about the context of that conversation caused you to say that? And would you say, would you nuance it more generally? Um, yeah, I would have. Do you I like w- the sometimes answer? Yeah. Would you, or would you say blanket? No, truth matters more than people. Um, what do you gravitate to, more towards? Oh, well, okay. So it, more towards truth than people. But I, yeah, I would nuance it with what one of the uh, persons on Facebook said. And I forget the uh, her name. Chelsea. Chelsea. That, um, that it's truth is more important than people's feelings or emotions. Uh, that's that's more along the lines of what I meant. That we can't compromise truth to someone's feelings. To to yeah, to coddle someone or to because not offend them. What what uh, is actually? Let's just say whatever is actually true in a given circumstance. How somebody feels about that truth is subservient to that. Subservient, well, is because they feel it's not true. Like whatever it is, right? You, you weigh the truth more, which I don't know anybody. Can you think of anybody that would disagree with that? Like I totally agree. If something's actually true, thirty percent of the people on Twitter, well, seventy-five percent of people on Facebook. So, well, that, that's no, but, the, it, but that's the it, point. If it could be shown. Yeah. So, if you ask every one of these people, I'm guessing we're at 99.5. percent But they them, erred on the they erred on the side of people. Well, it wasn't presented that way. But okay, yeah. so I so then I would have to assume that they didn't evaluate. I'm actually trying to find question. common ground with you. I because we're going to disagree probably a lot. Zach, but, truth matters more than people, so. It, I don't care if you find common. Ground. I would. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, oh, that makes sense. Amen. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, you just said that too. <laughs> you agree I agree that with I just the said fact that. You just said that too. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, truth. First of all, people's feelings can change and often do change. So to to compromise truth based on what someone is feeling at a particular moment or at a particular stage in their life, I think is a mistake. It doesn't mean that you need to be overly offensive. It doesn't mean that you can't uh, be empathetic or sympathetic. But I think what it means is that you you don't compromise truth in order to comfort them. Right. The, the asshole part from um, the gentleman's... Uh, sometimes labeled an asshole. You just mentioned empathetic and sympathetic. That is key for when you think you hold the truth, whatever that truth is. Um, there's a reason people are labeled assholes, or there's a rejection against that. Is is that people can be assholes about it when they know something is true? There's a great quote by somebody I can't remember that is loosely paraphrased the idea of truth is one of the most dangerous things to befall 
the Western civilization, something like that. And I think the point being the idea that one can hold all of the truth and know all of the truth has resulted in some like murder and just mass murder. I mean, it's resulted in some of the worst things because of the asshole quotient, not calling our beloved listener an asshole that would murder people. Right now. And I, Jeff almost wanted to talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but just, just because that point specifically, I think the, the compassion and people first has killed a lot of people um, with the idea of taking care of the poor because they have been oppressed by particular people. You're going to comfort them uh, and you're going to protect them. Well, you, who do you protect them from? Well, the people that have oppressed them. So what do you do with the people that have oppressed them? Those people end up dying. Uh, so I, I, there's, there's not, uh, there's do not. Do you have a, a specific example? Uh, the Russians, the the Russians uh, killing up all, all the landowners, um, which then resulted in no far, no no produce. Um, Whoa! Well, yeah, that's yeah. obviously that's they did that. So the state, the state yeah. of Russia, did that to protect can, the oppressed. Can we? Because I'll agree that that's wrong. I don't know. Well, I, what I'm saying and we is can grant the Russians asshole <laughs> status. For what, what what I'm saying is that uh, if you wanna if you wanna talk about how the truth can be abused, compassion can be abused as well as all. That's what I'm saying. So there's no well, there's no okay, grounds yeah, we're, for we're you were getting can off I, track. Can now. I get can yeah? I get do it, here? please. Get practical. So I want no. I want to get back to this movie, and it's not so much about oh, being God, an I'm asshole. I said what no, I said first. It's not all. so much Ooh. being about an asshole, but this pastor goes to prison where his uncle is incarcerated, and he has contacted the pastor because he wants he wants him to pray with him, and he wants to accept Christ into his life, and so. Because I guess you need somebody else to, you know, get you to accept Christ. So he goes in. Those are my side comments. Um, he goes to the prison. He sits down with his uncle, and his uncle goes on about. To make a long story short, I or longer yeah, some drugs. Some drugs were found in my, in my cell, but it was wasn't mine. And when on these, you know, could you write a letter? You know, be really good coming from you. And he's like, well, I thought you asked me here because you wanted to accept Christ. Like, I'm here to pray with you. I'm here. He's like, well, well yeah, they're going to add six years to my sentence. Um, and I was like, oh, oh. So to to cut it real short, he pretty much says, you're not walking the path. I can't, I can't do that. I can't um, say, hey, yes, let's. Let's bring Christ into your life. You're not ready. And he walks away. And and so he's... I guess my question for you guys is, do you see the truth in the pastor in saying, you're not ready, I'm not going to pray with you, and I'm going to pretty much walk away from you and because you need to be walking... In a, on a path that allows me to justify praying with you and accepting Christ into your life. What do you guys think about that? Uh, the uncle ends up committing suicide a week later. 
so in which who is the pastor? Carlton Pearson. Are you saying Car- Carlton was a part of? So Carlton, okay, I, I need to see this movie. <laughs> I need to see this movie, but mm, taking that aside and just generally because it's real life, and it's talking about the the truth and people, and he's like, okay, y- you're not walking. Was this, this before he kind of went universal? Or? Oh yeah. Oh good. Okay. Yeah. Good question. I was just thinking that too. Um. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, sometimes you right. have questions. Because, <laughs> because all of those things, Scott, end up, and Zach, end up kind of resting in your mind. Like, oh, did he have this? Did he? And how like, much guilt did Carlton carry over that? And, and from hearing it, like that. Because that my, would ruin me. My loved one killed himself, and I walked away from him and didn't walk him through like prayer, just yeah. being with him. Being ready is overrated. I think with a, a shit ton of caveats, the truth is overrated. Like when it comes to one-on-one interactions, like if you go to the woman at the well. Go and say no more. With Jesus. <laughs> Good, Jeff. <laughs> Good. That's what, that's that's what Jesus is, said. <laughs> right. I'm, but why at, true. That, why at that moment? Why at that moment doesn't he tell his uncle, accept Christ and go and sin no more? Well, that's... I think if if that's what, in my opinion... It's too blunt for the church. In my opinion, if the point of the woman at the well is that Jesus literally wanted her not to sin anymore, if that's the point you're taking from that story, you're missing the boat. Well, but you can't. So you can't just stop it there. It's it's one I, of the. I things. wasn't going to stop it I know, there, but, but it's, you jumped it's, in. It's one of <laughs> it's it's one of the aspects of the story. So yes. it's not. It's not that. It's not that. That's the point being taken. It's that's one of the aspects of the story. Well, that is the point that Jeff said, and then Scott jumped on all over. Well, we've said it a couple. We've Scott, we've got, you got we've, very excited. We've got, they, they we, heard. I mean, the listener heard. You don't have to read. Yeah, we've well, gone. We've I gone think back I might and play forth. that clip back. Let's play it back. We've gone back and producer, forth. can we play that back? Good, Jeff. <laughs> Good. That's what, that's that's what Jesus is, said. Yeah. I'll just say because we've gone back and forth, forth right. on this same same yeah. passage, and I've said the same thing just as quickly as Jeff did. I think a couple of times on a, a few other episodes. So I was just right. Anyway, I know, I know, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> it all belongs. Uh, my, my thinking is, in that circumstance, the Pharisees coming to Jesus and pointing out her flaws, of which there were many. They were justified by the book. In what they wanted to do and stone her, they would have been legally justified under the law. And so in that sense, they had the truth. Now, I think Jesus was revealing a deeper truth that's less like black and white clear. But basically, from their perspective, Jesus was saying, Right now, all that matters is my relationship with her and her knowing that she is restored and that she is accepted and that she belongs. Your truth can, to say something super vulgar, fly a kite. Uh, that's my paraphrase. But it, this, and this, it's not alone. There's also Job's friends when they come to Job saying, you must have sinned. All this shit is happening to you. 
the only way this is happening is that there's some sin you've committed, there's something happening here, and they are completely justified under Deuteronomic, 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 is it, I, I, I don't know. Okay, Deuteronomy, under the Deuteronomy's law, um, that's where they're getting that from. And God, while he doesn't satisfy Job's request or our request as the reader or listener, why these things are happening, he doesn't ultimately answer those. Uh, he does say to the friends, like, you're missing, it's clear that they're missing the point. Like, they would have, I would have been in their shoes saying, dude, you sinned. Look look here what it says in Deuteronomy. The, the only reason this is happening is because you sinned. God blesses the rain he sends on the righteous. He, the, the unjust or the unrighteous, they, they don't get those blessings. This is happening because of your sin. So it's interesting. Like in those, those, that's what, those are the examples I could think of biblically where the truth of, or their perceived truth was, overrated in compared to what was actually going on. So with Jesus, the well and with God and Job, there was more to the story, which is why I like, I like Bill Wirtz's comment, which obviously he would probably flesh out beautifully as he's a beautiful Mm. man. Truth. The truth is that people matter. And there there was some, I don't remember if we read it or if I saw something else is that how you handle the truth and loving people is how you love God. And how you, it doesn't mean anything goes, but it, it does mean that a lot of the things we wish people wouldn't do need to be secondary for how you can love them. And it may mean stepping in and saying, I think what you're doing right now is harmful, and here's why. It's going to involve conviction and a little bit of loving judgment on your part, but far less than what the people that are on the side of like absolute truth generally have a problem with learning to temper what they know is true with how they interact with people. Does that make sense? I know I was rambling, but is there anything there for you guys? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I agree with, I agree with the, the last part. Um, but it's, it's not basing the, it's not basing the principle on how people abuse it. And that was my whole point about the Russian thing is that you can abuse compassion. You can abuse love. You can abuse grace. Was that ma- compassion though? Huh? Ultimately, was that compassion on what? the Russians' part? Yeah, they, they, they. There was compassion on people who were poor. No, they, it, they it, wanted to. They wanted to provide for them. Is that real compassion? <laughs> okay, is that real? Is that real? A real application of truth? So that that's my. That's exactly my point. Is how? No, is how they, are we applying? Use the idea of compassion for the sake of the state and state power, basically. I they they. They wanted to help the people who were underserved, and they did that by taking and not really having compassion on those who were considered yeah. wealthy. So, so can we yeah. move on from the Russians? Well, I was trying to. I was just trying to make a simple point that it, both, both things have been abused. So the, the, woman, the woman at the well, um, like, like Jeff pointed out, Jesus... Reverts back to truth at the end. Go and sin no more. But but the the other thing is that what do you think that means the the other thing is that um, the people who were going to stone her were not following the book. They were not witnesses to her 
being an adulteress. So they had no right to accuse her. So the law called that if if you can be convicted on, or you had to be convicted on two or three witnesses. So if there was no one there to accuse her, is what that's what Jesus said. The he um, there was no one no one left to accuse her. They so they didn't stone her because they couldn't convict her. There was no one there to accuse her. So in essence, he is up. Jesus is upholding the law, but whatever. In Job, I'd have to look it up. But I think Job is the oldest book. So written. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, the I just they're no, weird. No, hold on. They're odd. Hold on. The old, what you just said about Jesus. Are you implying that if they had the witnesses, that Jesus would have advocated for her stoning? I'm not sure. We don't. We don't know. Are you serious? We we don't know. You're right. Technically, we don't know that. What do you think? What would you be your? Is Scott, it possible Scott that Jesus would stone Scott that woman? Think if he they go, he's if, biblical. If they witnessed, if they witnessed her committing adultery, I would Jesus be okay with them stoning her? I, I don't know. I, it, to uphold the law, he might have to. Got to reinforce it, man. Bring fear into people's. Well, I don't know about. Physicians. I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about fear. But um, hey, what's her name? Got stoned but, today. But for Jesus did being not adulterous. Come, Jesus did not do it. He Jesus said he did not come to abolish the law. Right, but to fulfill it, that not one jot or tittle would be stricken from the law. That so I so that means so, that we should be continuing to follow that, or Jews should. Well, so that's a different question. Is it? I'm not sure. Yes, yes, because they were Jewish and they received the law. Gentiles I, are not Jewish and they did not receive the law. So yes, it's a different question. So Jesus, you is, can't apply you can't apply that question back to. I, First century Judaism, right? Okay. Jesus, um, Jesus didn't stop being Jewish. So, is it possible okay. that for Jews today that they should still be doing that stuff? If they don't accept Christ, they should be doing a lot of stuff. No, Scott, what do you think? Oh, yeah, wait, what? I, I guess I'm. So I'm you got to ask the question I, a little bit differently. You're, you're right. No, I could ask it like that, and you could just. And I did. Rrr, okay. Rrr. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just blown away that your the implications of your thought is that perhaps if they had come to Jesus differently, he would have been behind her stoning. What is he? What is he gonna? So he he could still so say you the don't same see thing. The radical grace and forgiveness and, and acceptance of Jesus, or maybe you see that partially, but only because they didn't. They found Jesus saw their loophole. He he didn't he didn't This is unbelievable. He did Okay, Jesus did not appeal to the law. He appealed to something else. Sure. This is where the truth crowd I think misses the point. Misses the point of what? Of forgiveness and he grace didn't and appeal, acceptance. He didn't appeal to the law. Jeff, you have any thoughts? No. Are we putting you to sleep again? <laughs> no, I'm thinking about Jesus, the, Jesus did not appeal to the law. I'm thinking about the stories that we read in the Bible and that if if there were going to be different versions, then there would have been different versions, but there weren't different versions. And you're saying, well, if what if they had had witnesses? If they had had witnesses, what would Jesus have done? But that, that's not how the Bible was written. It was written to focus on this moment. You're all sinners. So see you later. He asked the question. No, I know, but I'm. Right. but you're all sinners. So see you later. And then... You don't have any other. You don't have any accusers. So, 
Right. Well, no well more. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He he didn't he didn't appeal to the law. He's he said, "Hey, whoever's without sin cast the first stone." But that's that's not a law question. I have seen that used to say Jesus would stone her. Because like Jesus would literally he would be the one to stone her stone it, her because he was without sin that Jesus would stone that woman. I've seen that taught. I I I don't I don't know about that. No, I'm telling you, I have heard okay. that taught. Okay. And granted, I see how they're getting there. I understand their logic. It's just fucked up logic. It's that's according to the law. So I, I exactly. to go to depart from that. I, <laughs> I how could how could you depart from from them wanting to follow the law? I, I don't so. I what don't does get it mean it. for Christian Jewish people, people, Messianic Jews that are still Jewish? Yeah, they, that they're following a, Christ. Yeah. Um, what does it mean that Jesus fulfilled, that Jesus fulfilled the, law, the law? Jesus fulfilled the law, but he didn't abolish it. Yeah, now, it's what, still it's what still laws there. Should they still be doing? I I'm not sure. Not not sacrifice. I could say that for sure. Uh, the other laws. I I Anyhow, need to I need to do more study. I do think that when when this story is brought up, I have a few friends that, I mean, it's a great story, and it can obviously there can be very different conclusions that people come to. Uh, I I have had multiple friends that that's the emphasis, the go and sin no more, um, and do you think, like, what is that? What does that part of it mean to you? Go and sin no more. I only say that in response to your emphasis on a particular aspect of it. Because I think I think some people, I don't know about you, Scott, but I, I know other friends when they when they hear a, a radicalish grace type response to that, or like the emphasis is on her acceptance. What it triggers in their head is that she can still be in adultery. Like it's okay what she was doing. I, I don't. I don't know what, about. I don't know about that. I, I don't go there. That's not. Yeah. At I, all. Like yeah. the impl- in my head, that's not the implication I'm going for. But it's interesting how people will just call it on hashtag truth truth side. No. Anecdotally, we'll we'll say it for me personally because okay. it's been more than one person where they when they hear the emphasis on the acceptance, they also hear it's okay what she. We're saying it's okay what she did and that she should. That whether she does it or not is not part of the question, which feels so okay, but poor well, to me. So, res- well, can you respond to the criticism? Yeah, it's probably not a good thing to be doing what she was what she was doing. Okay. I think she got the point. I mean, I'm reading into the story. Him saying "go and sin no more" is she under she understood her acceptance. She came in shame. Something happens when you realize your shame is. Totally unneeded, and whatever whatever shame you you feel about something, when you get a pure glimpse of God's love for you, which it comes and goes. Sometimes I have it, sometimes I don't. But when I have it, <laughs> and and all shame is eliminated, like all potential shame, even the idea of being shameful over anything, the reaction, in my experience, is not. Good, I can do whatever I want. I can go. I can go look at them. <laughs> just no, but I just go, I'll go for, look at that. forget what people say. Forget what people no, say. Make your me, point. Like, yeah, yeah. That's my point. Is that when you're exposed to pure acceptance and you 
come in contact with that. The reaction is not licentiousness and for some people. Right for 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 you I, for you it I think might it not was be clear. Right. It was anecdotal for me, right. and that's I and, am reading yeah. that into the story. I think she was purely accepted. She recognized her worth, and that's going to change her and how she lives her life. I don't think the lesson should be. Well, if she sinned again, well, that was it. They found her and they stoned her ass. I don't think anyone says that, but, but I feel like that's your implication. She, no, but it's part. It's part of the story. It's Jesus says that as part of the. That's part of the story. You can't. We need more you beer. can't just ignore it. You can't just. You can't, can't just, ignore what. The the part, that he said go and sin no the, the part that you pointed out, Jeff. You, right, but but there is no after. We it don't was point, know. it was making that no we do know because there is nothing else about that well, no, in no, the bible no, we don't know we we don't know what comes after if the truth is jesus word and the bible there is no other version or an extended well, okay, version sure, of that fine, fine. What, there, what it, there's Scott, no other version this. but the point is we don't we don't know it's not we that don't. We, it's not that there isn't anymore it's just that we don't know i agree with you scott but i also agree with where jeff's going no, what is it what is what is it about that story that would piss the pharisees off it's not the part about going I, and I, sinning no more i, 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 just do I this think thought I, I don't i don't well it's just weird uh i they might not have heard that part uh because they they scurried off uh so they, it was Probably, if if they were the Pharisees, it, they were it, trying to trap Jesus using the law. It, well, that but that also it's it's their position as Pharisees. Someone usurped their authority. What does the that, Pharisee position look like, Jeff? In this situation, is that close? That's different than missionary, definitely. But what is Pharisee? You don't have to answer that, Jeff. Just don't even. Someone who's got I'm right and I'm right. And in, in this, Do you verbalize situ- that. In this, in this, <laughs> hold on. In this situation, where the, where they are, I'm in the right and she's in the wrong, and then being found guilty when they're found in their own hearts. Like I, you're right. I can't go down this path, and so I have to walk. Or else I put myself in a situation where I'm going to be publicly torn apart. And and so they walk, and then there's this moment where she realizes that she's free. But someone's giving her grace and understanding and compassion in the moment. But with the understanding that, yes, you've been in sin and live a, live a better life than what you've been doing. Because you're more valued than that, I value you more than that, and, and it's almost like realizing the value or the your inherent worth your in light of what you've done. Like that, you, what you've done is not who you are. Right. Unlocking those people from that identity, or stuck. I in think it. free is a freeing process. Certainly, uh, totally. I'm totally on board with that. There's an affirmation of. Of when you lift someone up out of their hell that they're in, or where they're stuck in a rut with uh, "I'm this and I'm that and I'm bad and I'm 
not worthy of this world or even being with those people or even anybody even talking to me or um, I'm just I'm nothing and I'm worthless and everybody else is better than me. When someone comes along and lifts somebody up like that and and all of a sudden they you you you're the catalyst to individuals that are stuck. And when you do that for them and they don't expect it, as in, in this situation, it, it changes everything. And that's why I kind of was like, that is the point of, of all of us are sinning in some form. And to be calling out people um, when we, you know, we may not be doing the same sin, but we're still, we're still sinning in, in some way. It, it's, you, we can't justify doing that. Although in the Bible, there'd be contradictions. Like we should be calling out, there be we should be calling people out. <laughs> well, and, and, and I think, yeah, the important aspect, and that's, and that's good. Well, the important aspect is, is that you're not doing it in the pharisaical, phar, pharisaical way. You're doing it in the compassion way or the grace way. So, and I, I was trying to look it up, but in, uh, there's a part in James that says someone rescues a brother from his sinful way, or he saves his soul, or saves a sinner, or something like that. But yeah, we we do it in a in a way that we're acknowledging that, shoot, man, we're sinners as well. Not in the Pharisaical way where they where they're holding right. their righteousness right. above right. everyone yeah. else. You're right. That is a distinction yeah. that I'm not really. I'm done with that mentioning. And I would want to nuance it. I guess. Listening to you, Jeff, helped unlock this a little bit, but I my argument wouldn't be that Jesus is saying truth doesn't matter. And like for my Well, the truth will set you free. Right. <laughs> I I just think and I agree that you said that, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with it. But um uh we'd probably all agree that there is an absolute truth to things. Like there is. Sometimes I wonder, I don't know Uh, about you. What I think I know. He said it. So that's why Parson, I'm talking to you. (laughs) There is also what most people think they have. When anybody thinks they have a handle on absolute truth, they're falling short of that truth because we all have experiences and cultures that we come out of. We have varying degrees of truth. The only, let's just say, let's call God absolute truth. And the only person that knows that absolutely is God. None of us have an absolute grasp on truth by definition. Because we can't absolutely know anything. We can think, I think, varying degrees of percentages of how sure we are. And so I think the danger is when you weigh the truth over people generally... Not you, Scott. I'm talking just generally. Uh, and there was a time in my life where I definitely would have checked the truth box without even thinking twice. Like, no gray area. And I think I would probably check the people box if given those two choices. But obviously, there's a, a shit... Uh, yeah, I'm wondering, you're like tying this back to... The, that w- n- people don't have the grasp on absolute truth that they think they do. So slow your roll when it comes to confronting people because a lot of times there's more to the story than you know. With the Pharisees, they were doing a lot of things, but they definitely there was definitely more to the story than they knew. And it's easy to look back at them and kind of laugh at them and and be on team Jesus. And but 
I, I'd be right there with them. And I, I still am in certain ways when I look at people, mostly internally. I'm not out there vocalizing, like, you need to do this and you should believe this. But internally, I'm looking at people and doing what the Pharisees do or versions of it where making judgments internally or having biases or prejudices against people or things or ideas when I don't have a real grasp on anything in the grand scheme of things. So slowing your roll. I mean, it. I believe yeah. there is an absolute truth. I just, I just think we got to slow our roll in terms of uh, using uh, bludgeoning, figurative bludgeoning devices to, yeah. to make sure people know what said truth is. Well, it is. reminds me of when my sister said she's a lesbian and I'm going to get married and I'm like, okay, and we remember we she knew that i probably didn't i didn't go to her her uh court wedding and um i remember sitting down with her and this is years back and she's like you have to accept this and i know how you are now this is after believing in christ and i I, wow see that's why okay zach's messing around with my mic mic i know i know it is off but in in there, I said, I love you. And I think I've said this before. I love you, and I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't have to accept it, but you were, I, I you love you. You were in a different you. spot. A different pl- you were different than her. Like You were seeing it differently, and that was separate from your love from her. Right, right. There's things that we do in the world, and there's the love that we show people regardless of what's happening or what they're doing or what choices they've made or what we agree or disagree on. It's, it's just, that's the love of, of Christ. Um, last year, Tim Keller, I was reading a Tim Keller and he said, we're in marriage. We're going to fall out alike a lot with our spouse from time to time, but we still have Christ's love. That's what keeps us going. So the idea of disagreeing with people is one thing and or seeing seeing things differently or seeing truth like but the absolute truth of um I know it all I don't know it all which is why I can't just crap all over my sister because of the direction she's gone and say you're wrong and and then kind of conveying that not only are are, are the choices you've made wrong but you're wrong and and your life is wrong. And you are those choices. And that would be a horrible, that would not be loving um, to anyone. And that would be the Pharisee speaking. Not necessarily. I, I, I think in, I think in cutting people off, it is like I'm, she, she, she was putting this on me from her perspective that I was better than her. And I wanted her to know that that was not the case. I'm, I'm not better than you. I'm just, I'm seeing a part of life that I never saw. And I didn't say this like, you don't see what I see, or you don't know what I know. Um, although deep down, that's really in my heart what I knew. Like, she's blinded, and... I'm trying to love her and also in her like fight to want me to accept, you know, the choices she's made and 
and that this is the way the world is. I'm like, I get it. It is the way the world is. However, I, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Um, and, but I still love you. And, and it's like, uh, you know, I, I'm your brother. So that was, that was a tough thing to get through, but there's you your kids, know. your kids, how many, our kids, how many, uh, I'm going to say Scott's going to have kids. Mm. Actually, we might have kids. He might have kids that he doesn't know about. He was in the, he was in the army. <laughs> you know, it, nope. it's all about, you, you spread the seed. Sometimes there's fertile soil. Sometimes there's not. And some Preach time, it. Sometimes you're across the ocean and you I come back. I not joke about that, but go ahead. <clears throat> oh, Scott just leaned back with his arms around his head. He's his feeling head. comfortable He's and confident. He's <laughs> waiting for the lightning to strike. <laughs> I <wonder if> you <laughs> guys give me an opportunity to speak, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, but we have kids. How many times are they going to do things that we disagree with and may, in fact, actually be wrong? But we're Never. My kids do everything right. Boopy. <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. You, you can handle it different ways. I think we would all agree with it's in the how. He wasn't wearing his helmet. Oh, he's all scratched up. Put a helmet on that boy. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> it's, it's probably more in the how. It's in the how. It's not the what. You're right. Oh, that's what you're talking about. This you're whole time. right. Thank well, I'm no, God. not necessarily, but I'm trying to. So you're you, find you a common have ground an for objective, us. Objective, an objective pass, rebuttal. Pass, okay, pass. I just just mm, see this. Clarify. This is the no. I I I think there's I'm a listening. little bit of the everything else was. It's all subjective, but when what it I felt like you're just counting. Don't look at me. Everything I said previous to this. No, I'm not. I'm just I'm. I'm not. I just. I was Are wondering about that last set, that last phrase. Just. I'm trying to find a common ground for us to land this shit. No, I. I want to just totally destroy what you guys are saying. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> you have two what, minutes. I forgot what I was going to say now. No, it's it's interesting that you, you that the the appeal is back to the Pharisees. So the, the being being quick to point out that someone's a Pharisee, I I, I find fascinating, as opposed to. Yeah, I, I I do remember things that are mentioned at least in the New Testament that I where they're drawing from about leading people in truth, about truth being objective, about uh, at least certain aspects um, being required. Um, but no, the the appeal- by definition, truth is objective. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, and, and yeah. so I I think what I'm trying to my explanation is that. Almost every time we think we have an an angle on objective truth, we don't. There's more to the picture. Okay, but but we're 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 di- we're 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 discussing truth versus people, and we put the people in the context of their emotions and their uh, feelings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that I think the emotions and feelings are far more fickle than uh, than truth. And so, I, but I agree that it is. About, but everyone is affected by emotions and feelings. Even everyone is people. affected by. Everyone should be affected by truth. Given we're in a fallen world, no, sure. No, fine. but everybody interprets truth through their emotions. They shouldn't. And 
No, it's they, impossible. They sh- why they, would God give us? It's they impossible. should not. They should move away from that. And well, I think that can't. I think that is the poignancy. You can't. I think that's the poignancy of my statement. Is that it? Not only applies to other people; it applies to myself as well. So let's that truth is more important than my scots scoots at gmail.com or brosbiblesbeer.com, whatever it is. That truth is more important than my than me. Yeah. You're looking at it through one no. lens. You're looking at it through truth one lens. Truth is not more. You are part of the truth. No. Truth is more. No. No. Truth is I, not more. You I as, don't I, no, you, matter in regards to yes, truth. Yes, you do. No. But part no. of what's right is loving people. But part of what's right and yeah. true is loving people. Okay, so that's another point. That's why I said you're looking through a specific lens, the yes. only lens you ever look through. That, and the, da- the danger is thinking you can see truth that's okay. absent your culture. Well, your no, that, that's not. But that, but that's not even the point. The, no, the, it's, the it's, point. The point is, it is when you when you go with truth. So so let's take the truth of people being made in the image of God Do you see- as a truth. That would lead you towards right. It should mm-hmm. lead you towards right action in, in regards to other people. Mm-hmm. If you start with people and their emotions, then it could it could skew your view uh, it, because of their emotions, and you would end up affirming them in things that you shouldn't. You would end up you would end up uh, being compassionate where you shouldn't. As opposed to someone who might be obese, or might be on drugs, or might be a smoker. You I mean you see where I'm going if with that? You make you the, you you go with truth. You could die, or no switch. switch you it. could die. If you go, but if the you way interpret, you say if you interpret, it, if, if you interpret their experience as absolute truth, it makes me feel good, which is which is true. That's and see, that's the thing. That's the big misunderstanding. I I agree. I think that. You cannot interpret experience as absolute truth. The danger, the, the danger, and the abuse comes when you p- assume that you're seeing the truth, not you, the global you. That you have a grip on the truth absent your own experience and emotion and culture, and nobody can claim that. What? Nobody. Okay, okay, but so this is this is where I get confused a lot. People people complain about about people all the time. They're abusing their power. Like especially in church settings, they're abusing their power. Mark Driscoll. What let's about say. what I just said? Mark, well, I'm going to get. Yeah, this is part of it. Mark, let's go with Mark Driscoll. He's abusing his power. Okay, well, go to a different church. <laughs> it's, it's so if someone's abuse, if someone's a, a, a misappropriating truth, get away from them. You don't have to listen to them. However, I think I think there is I think the more there is more danger in affirming someone where you shouldn't because because we are pe- people are people are more susceptible to to receiving that affirmation and then continuing All in a, looking, on a path that they shouldn't continue I, down. I agree that there's wisdom there is discernment that comes into play you don't let this isn't an argument for relativism and i think inevitably that's what the critics of the people side over the truth side, they see in that. They just see, like, it doesn't matter what you do. You should never confront anybody. Emotions are all that matter. That's not what's happening. My question is, man, we really got to wrap this up. (laughs) My question is, though, which you didn't answer, is can you, Scott Holbert, 
See, make truth claims absent your emotional, social, cultural. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Ability. I, I mean, can you? I, I can, try to. Sure. You can't. The answer is okay. You can't. So what do I? What do I do? What do I do? Slow with your that? roll. About what? About what? Ma'am, you are fat. What? What do I slow my roll? Slow about? your roll. About what? Okay. Well, you, you got. I mean, That's give it. me an example. No, I already did. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Go back and listen to the podcast. You did it, give Jeff. Did he give me an example? I will. I I believe you, Jeff. I gotta pee so bad. More than Zach. I want to end this. We told you to go pee before. It's too late. So the and and so I so let's say I agree that people who would f- uh, want to affirm people have a disposition towards that. Slow your roll. Slow your roll on affirming people. If you have a disposition towards people, lean towards truth a little bit more, and then you might balance out. Well, I think the so sl- that's the thing. I think, if the, so sl- I think the slow to your roll is like, can you connect with people, make relationship first, and then. And then if it gets to the point where someone says, "Well, how come you're you're like this?" and, well, you know, I'm living life yeah. of Christ, but that's, or whatever. But that's yeah. That, I mean, very very loosely it, making broad your in or your out claims. That's you can't that's come putting here. it on people. That's putting the the the, the people who who Satan? lean towards truth. People who lean towards truth, they're the ones that are getting it wrong. I would say, I, and I just come no, on. I, no, I, no, we're not. I, saying I thought we were, we were having a pretty balanced conversation. I think we are, and I think slow it's, your roll, truth people. Re- Don't slow your roll, non-truth people, or people, people. Everybody, slow your roll. Yeah, okay, good. I was waiting for you to admit. Everybody, that. slow your roll. <laughs> but uh, it's always been, you're the Pharisees. That's that's ridiculous. Stop stop accusing people of being Pharisees. Just that's for the record, for, I only accuse Pharisees of being Pharisees. I, I I agree that that's what you think. <laughs> so we're in agreement. <laughs> All right, guys, this was Rain Review really, Podcast Bros. Really, really, hey, hey, thank you it. for everyone that affirmed me as a person in my truth claims. It made Scott feel good. Yeah, I really I think, care about that. I think the whole. Of, in general, the yeses and the nos would have come to the middle more than the question allowed. Because I agree with ultimate truth matters. What's actually true matters. It's what I want to tell everybody. Like the conservatives that are afraid, like uber conservatives that are afraid of, literally afraid of scientific discoveries because they feel like it's from the devil, which is extreme. Hardly anybody thinks that, but they're out there. Uh, Truth matters more than their belief, like what they think about God. Like what they think God is doing in the world, what's actually demonstrably true matters more. The converse goes to, there. there's the left and right of this. It, it goes both ways. What's actually true matters. The problem is we don't always see what's actually true. When we assume we do, humans have a habit of bludgeoning people over the head with it. And that's what I'm trying to avoid. Well, and, and I'm trying Not to, you, Scott. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid believing people because people often lie. Their emotions often change. So aff- affirming them in, in whatever state they're in presently might not be a good idea. Jeff. Yes. We have three books, three copies of Matthew DiStefano's book, Heretic. Heretic. Not all the views expressed on Bros. Bibles Beers necessarily represents the audience of Bros. Bibles Beers or their sponsors. We'll edit that. Or out. their cast.
Anyways, heretic, an LGBTQ affirming, divine violence denying, Christian universalist response to some of evangelical Christianity's most pressing concerns by Matthew J. DeStefano. Three copies get, being given away right now. As I said, not necessarily represented Scott at rosebottlesofbeer.com. We'll edit that Did out. you say not come? Not. All right. Yeah. Jeff? Yes. You are picking a number. I'm ready. It's going to be fast. 12. Six. So you're going to go with six, huh? I always go with six. That's weird. Six. 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 Every time. Every time. All the time. No, seriously. What's the number? Six. Okay. So that is... Oh, yeah. we this. Oh, you guys have this all laid out. There's somebody with the number six or the, the sixth person. This is very code. All right, names. Go. Oh, good grief. Jeff. Tom Smith. Done. Yes. Oh, it's not Tom Smith. Nathan. <gasps> Miller, oh. Miller West. Okay, stop it. That's annoying. Nathan Miller West? No, sorry, Nathan Miller West. It's Nathan Jennings on Facebook. Oh. oh. <laughs> Man. All right, right, Jeff. Ten. Ten. That is Alexis at LVJY Faith on the faith on the twits. I'm guessing Lovejoy Faith. You know, if you got a if you have faith in your name, it's all good. Thank you, Alexis, for you're meant to win. Doing whatever you did to get this opportunity. Go ahead. Next number. Number one, the one and only Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, slide number into our one. DMs. All right, so I did, one? Jeff, I did say 1 through 12. That was kind of not the truth. So you're going to have to go with your feeling on this one. Uh, <laughs> you bastard. There is actually no one in the number one spot. No! Yeah. Are you serious? It was a fake out. Then I'll have to go with number two. Okay, good. That is Aaron O hyphen Neil, O apostrophe Neil on Facebook. Aaron O'Neill. Aaron... Well, you said you Aaron said O'Neill? I was writing it down. You said Aaron E R I N O hyphen N I. You said yeah. That's anyway, good. that's what Thanks. Zach said. Aaron that, O'Neill. That was so complicated. Apostrophe. And Aaron. Hey. Aaron apostrophe hey. Neil. I'm I mean, imagining if you were the management team for the Chads back in 1990. Whatever. Hey, it's great. It's great. I didn't graduate high school. I started a podcast. Fine, Scott. Okay, got it. <laughs> the Chads. Just the the Chad, the hanging Chad. All right, well, slide into our DMs, or I'll slide into yours, <laughs> and uh, we can get you those books. <laughs> What's a DM? <laughs> What's DM stand for, Scott? Uh, Dumas. It's Dumas. Dumas. You'd like that book. All right. It's about a prison break. Congratulations. Good Congratulations, thing. Aaron Hyphen O'Neill. Congratulations, Woo! Nathan Jennings. Did I really say hyphen? Good net. Congratulations, congratulations, Lexus. Love, joy, faith. Wait, did I really Gen- say O hyphen Neil? <laughs> no, of course not. Apostrophe. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> I'm gonna. I was gonna cry myself to sleep. <laughs> you suck, Scott. Shame, shame on you. <laughs> Pharisee. <Okay>. Caveats. <laughs> Hey, next time on Bros, Bibles, and Beer, raging five-year-old, and I want to kill my dog. Next, Bros, Bibles, and Beer. BrosBiblesBeer.com, BrosBBBPod.com, Bros, Bibles, Beer, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Greatest review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Next episode, we call it Two in the Pants. 
No. 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 I literally almost went to blows with my five-year-old. No, I was talking about your wife. Exactly. That's what she did in her pants. Well, uh, allegedly. Grace Peach here. Grace Peach here. That's what she felt. I don't know what the truth is.